yeah. I love my HBCU. And bar, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talking Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talking they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love love and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is still out on assignment. He text said something about some message. Uh, I'm just getting used to it. I just said, send in the paperwork, man. Send in the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we do have Mo Carter joining us. So we will have a great show for the lab listeners. So welcome to episode 431 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBC diaspora. All things HBCU sports for institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. We simply just call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Kabil, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live. Case 1238 Studios with the tech. So it's Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home at Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. Today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THD Agency. THD Agency is a company that provides sporting and education consulting and data analytics. With that being said, man, I had the opportunity, Charles, as we just kind of chopping up before show as we go through our ins and outs and ups and downs. Mo Carter, you know, he's a professional at this, so we just give him one, two nuggets, and he's ready to go. We just learning from the trade. Charles is even taking it up to the next level, so I'm begging to keep up with you guys, just begging <laughs> that they allow me to stick around. With that being said, Vernon Maxwell, NBA champion. Vernon Maxwell, some of them say one of the hardest individuals to guard. Michael Jordan, he said that today in terms of the toughest offensive person to guard from his perspective as well. He spoke to Texas Southern University's men's basketball team. Among the different things he spoke about, he really focused on mental health, obviously his struggles in terms of mental health and why it's such a passion for him to pass it on to young folks, particular people that look like him, meaning African-American men, black men, uh, young men. He also talked about while he was in Houston and how many of the Houston Rockets Past when he was here, and even current players quietly like to sneak over to Texas Southern University and watch the men's basketball program. He said they did it all the time back then. Obviously, Granger was a member of that team putting himself up that's in the Raptors, uh, and so he made that connection and made that happen. He says even the current players, it's a little more challenging for them in this current environment in terms of you know so many people wanting to get autographs and they can't just sit around and do stuff, but they follow on TV. So that's my news of the week because that was pretty cool. So check me out on Instagram. I'll show you some of the 
backstories, uh, pictures. Um, I'm holding on to the video until later, but you can check that on uh, KTSU uh, as they got some film, 90.9, good stuff there. Uh, but it was pretty cool to see that. With that being said, Charles, I'm going to go to you. What's your thoughts on the news of the day? Yeah, let's take a look at some uh, players of the week. We'll start in the CIAA as quarterback Isaiah Freeman, sophomore from the League of Missouri. Uh, he was offensive player of the week in the CIAA. He went 13 for 21 for 250 yards and three touchdowns. Touchdown uh, catches of 68, 44, and 49 in the win over post. Uh, we look at the defensive player of the week. My personal defensive player of the week, Shamar Graham, Richard Sophomore from Virginia Union. He had 17 tackles, Dr. Cavill. 17 tackles, Ooh. 10 solo, two breakups in the win over Shaw. So CIAA offensive and defensive players of the week. Good stuff. Shout out to CIAA football players of the week as they on the grind and getting it going, boy. I will say this about the CIAA. It's a lot of folks. Go check out the website of those highlighted. They break down various positions. We just highlighted a couple of few of them because of the time in the show, but uh, credit to the CIAA because they show love to a lot of players that are getting it done. With that being said, Mo Carter, what direction you want to go with? What's on your mind with the HBCU News of the Week? Well, if you paid attention to my Twitter, at Mo Carter Fox 54 I was at the weekly press conference for um, for one Coach Connell Maynard of the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. First question, Coach, are you ready for this week when it comes to opening up the swag? And he was like, not only is he ready, and all of a sudden he just starts barking like a bulldog. I post that on my <laughs> social media. All of a sudden, 50,000 views later, it continues to it's roll. It's up to 50? <laughs> yeah, it's it's well past 50,000 on my Twitter and I think close to 6,000 on my professional Facebook page. And then I get a message this morning, two messages, one from Yahoo Sports and another one from the ESPN assignment desk. And it was like, hey, can we use it? So this morning on SportsCenter, it was featured as they were wrapping up the show. You hear cool. that, Lab listeners? That's who we <laughs> bring on the show. We bring on folks that are impactful to the HBCU world. I will say this. When I first heard it, I was like, man, he must have been talking with a couple of Omegas out there. He didn't learn that Initially, that was my thought, too. But I was like, wait, no, Coach isn't Fred. I know his wife is um, – you know, is an AKA, but he's not, you know, any sort of frat or whatever. So he's just got the dog in him, which, you know, runs deep, I guess, down up there on the hill with Alabama A&M. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's said, well said. It runs deep up there on the hill. In terms yeah, exactly. Of so um, we'll see if they point. have a little bite this weekend. Absolutely. Huge game for both them and also for my alma mater. I actually did another show earlier this week and they dubbed it the Mo Carter Bowl since it's my alma mater against the team <laughs> primarily. <laughs> I saw your your comments, the one that you did with Coach Maynard, and I thought that was smooth. I was like, you can tell he's a high, highly trained professional. He slid in the year that he did it and then attached the fact that he, he played on the team. I said, that was pretty smooth. That's pretty smooth. What is it, 2007, what did you say? 2007 was the last time Alabama A&M won in Baton Rouge. I was a junior wow. on that Jaguars football team at the time. We were ranked the number one team and then the Sheraton Poll, and we were playing wow. Alabama A&M for our homecoming, and we ended up losing 33-8. to eight, No, 33-28. to 28. Uh, We had several mm. turnovers that led to a bunch of Bulldog um, points. And Kelsey Luke was their quarterback at the time. So, um, yeah, 
it's one of those ones you definitely, you know, you never forget or whatever in that scenario. And, of course, Alabama A&M was coming off of the SWAC championship in 2006. So a lot of people were looking forward to that matchup, including us. But, you know, they, they got, the, uh, got the dub in that one. Way to dig in the crates and bring out some history. Charles, you like Kelsey Lou? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I remember Kelsey Lou. I remember him. Yeah, I know you're a historian too. I know y'all just yeah. show off. With that being said, <laughs> y'all being nice with this Jackson State Southern, you know, I guess the game over now, y'all gonna be back friends with me. Charles, <laughs> what's some other news that you want to share? Yeah, let's take a look at the SIAC players of the week. We start off on the offensive side of the ball, Aeneas Dennis. Uh, the graduate transfer quarterback from Benedict. It's a clean sweep for Benedict, by the way, offensive and defensive player of the week. But Benedict quarterback, he was 24 of 34 for 310 yards and one touchdown without an interception in a 34 to nothing shutout of Edward Waters. Look at the defensive side of the ball, Jaden Broad, junior defensive lineman. He had three tackles for a loss, and he also had two sacks uh, for the Benedict Tigers this past weekend in that win over Edward Waters. So, And they also – Got the special teams player of the week, Tom Picarillo. He had a two 22-yard field goals and was 4-4 on the PAT. So those are your SIC players of the week. Clean sweep for the Benedict Tigers. Man, Benedict Tigers looking good, man. They lost the quarterback, and you thought, well, you know, maybe back up, maybe maybe not. Say, so, ooh, they looking good. Dominant. Looking dominant. Gene yeah. Union behind them saying, well, not so fast, but uh, they hadn't been quite as dominant. So it's going to be interesting. And um, I, I guess you have the announcements. Uh, they had the big announcements today when you talk about the HBCU um, bowl game uh, in terms of what's going down there, the beach, Florida Beach Bowl, which will face the SIEC uh, and the CIAA. You know in regards to the playoffs, it's not like those that follow FCS where you get the automatic bid. Obviously, the SWAC and the MEAC do not do that because they do the Celebration Bowl. That's not going to be the case for the SIAC and CIAA. The champions will not be in that. It'll be eligible for whoever, for the most part, does not go into the Division II playoffs, which is done by a ranking system, top six. You'll be in the top eight, bump somebody out. You're one of the conferences in there. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like, what type of matchup you have for it, uh, because – Way things go, you might have a pretty good matchup. It will be interesting to see. Hope it works out well. We might get the commissioner, Dr. Holliman, back on to talk a little bit about his thoughts and some other things that are going on uh, as the season prolongs. With that being said, uh, HBC Sports said some highlights to think about as Morgan State is a player in the MEAC. Maybe. Miles pulls off major upset of the week. We talked about that earlier this week. Benedict is off to a dominant start. These two gentlemen just said that was the truth. Killer turnovers for any program. Obviously, Morgan State looked like they were going to knock off an FBS program and accurate late turnover. Did them in. Johnson C. Smith, Bowie State, same thing, five turnovers. Did them in against Davenport as they came back late to try to make that a game. Norfolk State forced turnovers for Hampton getting it done. Uh, West Virginia State gets over a hump as they – beat up and we give you a little love on that as well with that being said let's take our first break we'll come back on the other side we're going to switch it up today a little bit we're going to go into our major division band rankings see what these two gentlemen think about the major division band rankings and i got a little tease it's another team at the top 
marching band at the top. So stick with us all around. We'll give you the top seven, and we'll tell you who's the number one. We'll see if Charles and Mo agree with me, if they're in line with me, or do they want to send me out to the marching band to get a little exercise and blow the horn. With that, we'll be right back after this break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course your view works itself. That's so you. It's just up here on the right. Of course you know where we're going. That's so you. Kind of got a six sense. And a head-up display. They're here. Hey, hit the field. Warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life. Because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com if you press the analytic data with your hip hop, if you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach us. This is Dr. Bills inside the HBCU Sports Lab. We have none other than Charles Bishop, King of the Hill, Mo Carter, Fox 54, Sports, bringing us. I want to see what they think of my... Oh, rankings, the marching sport, the bands, HBCU sports. We're going to see what they think about the major division. Huge matchup this past weekend. One was a football contest. The other one was a marching band contest. You put it all together, boy, you get some good gumbo soup since it was in the bayou down there in terms of Baton Rouge. With that being said, nobody dropped out of the post, so relax. These seven teams are still in it. These bands are still getting what taken care of. A couple of things failed for non-participation. There was a head-to-head matchup of the top three. That was pretty big. Mm. But nobody dropped out this week. These are the teams that are receiving votes. North Carolina A&T State, the blue and gold marching machine. They're 1-0. While they lost the football game, they won the band matchup. FAMU is still 1-1, one one, a 1-1 one one in the conference race, the marching 100. They're in the mix. Alabama State, the marching Hornets, they fought back. They got a victory over Miles. It was a close, tough one. They took a major upset on the field, and it looked like they were almost going to take two. But they pulled <laughs> it out at home. They got the mighty marching Hornets, got it done in terms of the band battle. With that being said, let's get into the top seven. At number seven this week, Mississippi Valley State, the mean green marching machine, jumped out in front, jumped into the pole, got two early victories, 
Uh, they were previous ranked five, but did not have a matchup this week as the football team was off. They were off, didn't do a battle. So they dropped the number seven. They are still 2-0, and holding tight at 136 points. Bringing us to number six. Six this week. Tennessee State, the aristocrat of bands, 2-0. Southern Heritage Classic, they got it done. Narrow victory. A lot of folks like what Pablo did up there. 2-0, mm. 151 points. They move up a spot. They hold it on. I don't know how much of that uh, national war still is ringing tight for a lot of folks. Maybe they're edging them out a little bit. Um, but we'll see if they can make a dent. They only have two more opportunities. We'll see if the Norfolk State band comes down for homecoming or they might scratch that one out. And number five, Bethune-Cookman, the Marching Wildcats. They took on Savannah State, a team that was in the top mm. seven of the mid-majors. They came down there, rocked the house. Bethune-Cookman gets an early bump. Now, Bethune-Cookman, you got a program that came to you. I know the Division Two mid-major program. It's time for you to hit the road if you want to stay in the top seven with some love. One of the best bands out there that many have not seen in terms of matchups. 156 points, but they slide up a spot this week. At number four, Texas Southern Ocean of Soul, 2-0. Uh, they jumped out on everybody with two early matchups. Did not perform this weekend. One and zero overall, 158 points sitting on the sideline, but they stay at number four. Bringing us to number three. This is where some things change. <laughs> Jackson State, the Sonic Boom of the South, they went down, <laughs> and it wasn't good. Let me just say it like that: while the <laughs> football team has made it. Four in a row, mm -hmm. getting it done. Two straight and bad roots. Last time they came down there, the bad roots, they got mixed up in the wash then. Mm -hmm. They went home and home did home court. As we say in basketball, held court. They held court. Well, guess what? The human jukebox decided they were going to return the favor. And they mixed it in the mix. With all that gumbo, is they fed it to Sonic Boom of the South. Sonic Boom of the South falls 2-1. They're still 1-0 in the conference rate. That was not a conference matchup in terms of what that looks like overall. We might change that since it's head-to-head. -head. We don't have a lot of heads there. We might make it a conference anyway. We can do that. This is the March. <laughs> 189 points, previous rank one. So at number two, Southern, the human jukebox. They take down number one, but they can't quite get to number one, two and oh, one first place vote, 187 points, actually four first place <laughs> votes, I should say. So they picked up some votes. Previous rank three, 198. Guess who is number one? Man, I know I'm gonna hear it all from bad hands, but they're mm. three and oh. They've gotten out there, they've handled the business, they had several contests, and they've been undefeated. It took over Hampton. Some people say that was not a fair fight. Hey, it was an HBC matchup. That's not my mm. fault. Right. The Spartan Legions, though, they showed up and showed out their three and oh, six first place votes. Number one for the first time ever in the poll ranking. Norfolk State, the Spartan Legion, moves to the top of the rankings in week number two. They said, get out of here with all that swag talk. The MIAC has something to say. Previously number two, they are number one in week number two. Can they stay there? Do they have enough matchups? 
Ooh, can you imagine if they take the trip to Nashville, to Tennessee State? That would be mm. highly likely a top seven matchup. Woo, that would be interesting. But we'll see. We will see how long they can hold on to number one. Charles, you're biting and chomping up the bits. What are your thoughts in terms of week number two? There's some changes out there. It's hot. You know, Doc, I'm, I'm going to let the court of public opinion. I'm going to let the door open and let the Jackson State folks come at you on this one because I, I tell you what, Jackson State fans, they. How they, you going to let them come at me, that, man? They, I thought you were here to. They, they should be rightly proud of that. Uh, turn on the they should be rightly proud of that performance. Zero quarter and fifth quarter. In fact, in fact, fifth quarter, you know how normally the band's got to sit in the corner over there at AW Monfrey. They moved the crowd out the way and got right in front of the human jukebox and went head to head. It was one of the better uh, fifth quarters that I've seen in a long, long time. And I have to say, the boom, I think you're wrong on this one. I thought the boom got him. This, and you know how I feel about the jukebox. You know how I love jukebox. And I have to say, the boom got him this time. I think they nipped him this they, time. They, I, I give you credit. They won the fifth quarter. But what did they do during the game to support the team to get the momentum. That wasn't a excellent. lot of chance. That's an excellent, excellent point. That's an excellent point. Jackson that's State gave him every opportunity to Can't support on your hands. Right. And regardless of what was going on there. Remember, part of the rules is not just about the matchup. There's a win and loss. But we also talk about your intro. Both of these fans have incredible intro into the state. Right? You can go either way. I wouldn't even argue. Halftime shows are going to be there. Sound is going to be there. So a lot of this is just personal in terms of how you feel. But one, you can watch and you can count. You can watch to see if a team is engaging the band, is engaging the fans in terms of the football doing their thing. That is Southern big didn't have a lot of opportunity to do that. And when they did, they pushed that team and pushed them to at least do a little better than what they were doing. Because uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It looked like they were going to get shut out. Uh, in a lot of ways, they pushed forward. So I just Doc, want I people to remember that. With that being said, <laughs> I'm going to you, Mo. Mo, what do you think? Well, I mean, clearly I, I'm i looking at the <laughs> fan after I've looked at them through the last couple of weeks or whatever. You know, I, I definitely like them. What I My question is, how much did the light show help out Southern uh, to propel over Jackson in this um, the victory? Oh, well, it was everything. That was unique. That was very unique. Very unique. That's yeah. unheard of for HBCU. You connect it and bring it to people's power when the band comes on there. Man, that's next level. That's Super Bowl-ish. That's, that's, that's power. I like that. Championship. I like that. Yeah. So, Mo, I'm glad you asked the question because Charles is falling asleep over here. <laughs> they won all that money the last two years. Man, they won so much money. I call that the Ashley. Ashley got so much money. Bro, it's just falling out of his pocket. <laughs> I can just walk behind Ashley. Hey, I'm talking about Ashley Rocky. You know what I'm talking about. Ashley oh, yeah. got so much money out there. Now, I know the school, the institution has not been supporting 40%. He got to go raise the risk. But they won, so they raised a lot. So unless the school is taking it back and not letting them spend some money, come on now. Oh, I'm not supposed to tell all that. I'm sorry. Y'all just I'm just keeping it real today. Y'all want to know, y'all want to get it. It's up to date. Gotta, what you, they gotta, gotta put something I to the stadium. I gave AD 
Ashley was the number one ranked AD. So just saying. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hey, but yeah, I heard saying. about the preview. For, I heard about a preview of the lights and then um, Garrett Edgerson, who's a classmate of mine from Southern, who does all the video for the human jukebox. He kind of put a little, you know, a little snippet in, in the uh, in the inbox. And I'm like, OK, this is going to be cool, you know, to check out. So when I went back and watched Sunday, I was like, whoa, I had no idea this is what y'all really were really, really <laughs> doing uh, down there. And of course, you know, the fact that the light show was in essence with everything else going on, you know, whether it's you know, turn some things down to lighten up the crowd or, you know, hype it up. or what. I don't even think that all the fans even realized what was going on and what was going down. I mean, you know, we just saw like the University of Alabama just incorporate their LED lights like two, three years ago. And now you've seen the HBCU do it. So I got to think that does the fireworks. They do the fireworks the for me. People. Mm-hmm. For yeah. me, fan, fan engagement is everything with regards to bands. So, uh, yeah, when you when you when you engage the fan base, you got me there. Uh, all right, now y'all coming full circle. I like this. This is getting a little better in discussion. Let the lab listeners have their part. I understand they're fans, fanatics for sure, but I just want them to make sure they understand. First of all, it's got to be matchups. Second of all, you have to have total matches engagement. Coming into the stadium, your halftime show, your fifth quarter, how you support your team during the game in terms of big plays. How do you make sure the fans are getting engaged? That's all a part of it. So with that being said, great comments, Mo Carter, Charles Bishop. Anything else you want to add, Mo? Um, as far as the band stuff, I mean, clearly, just remember, yeah. it's still early. It is still That's early. Right. And there's a That's lot true. of season left. You know, that is true. Move, it is forward. really early. And look, Charles? Dr. Good, you made me oh, Google go too. You made me Google. I did not realize that Norfolk State, you know, still has tr- you know, still has A and T, still has a trip to Tennessee State, and you know, then also, you know, will play their conference schedule. So let's see how long they can hold on, you know, to that number one <laughs> spot with some very intriguing matchups coming up. Now the Spartan Legion, they, they got to get on the question road. of the day, Charles. The Spartan Legion got to get on the road. They got to get on the road for some matchups. That's going to be huge. A&T, uh, they should be a short one, I think, in Morgan State. And then you got to make the trip to Nashville. You got to get some matchups in under your belt. Oh, you got to get the matchups. You see what happened to Valley? Yeah. Yep. Great point. They fall mm-hmm. from five to seven. No matchups. Not their fault, but you got, hey, you got to get in the matchups. That'll do it for this second segment. We'll come back. Back after the break, we'll get into the major division football matchup. So stick with us. We'll talk about the SWAT. We'll talk about the MEAC. We'll be right back after this second break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented always Ultra Thin's. 
This is always like never before. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download we look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mo Carter and Charles Bishop. Bringing it up and getting us in with that. With that being said, we're going to get straight to it. NEAC matchup of the week is actually a non-conference game. You know, they don't really play NEAC games until the latter part of the season with just 16, five games in conference. But this is a big one. Baltimore, Maryland, Hughes Memorial Stadium. This is MEAC versus the uh, Coastal Athletic Conference, formerly known as the Colonial. Uh, CAA, Saturday, September the 16th at 5 p.m. Cross-time rivals in a lot of ways in terms of these matchups. Uh, Morgan State, as we said, they let one get away last week. Will they bounce back? They also played well against Towson last year but couldn't get it done. So this is another chance to see if they can make this statement. They had Townsend at home last week. Now they're on the road. Number three, Morgan State Bears, one and one on the season at uh, Townsend Tigers. Uh, for this non-conference matchup, non-HBCU matchup uh, between the HBCU and HWCU. Townsend Tigers coming in 0-2 and 0-1 in conference play. I'm fascinating to see what Charles wants to say about this matchup first. It's a winnable game for Morgan State, and I'm starting to drink the Morgan State tea. Uh, This is a good ball club. They started out the year beating Richmond. Tough loss last week to Akron. Uh, And I like the defense. They got some pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Jordan Toles, a MEAC player of the week this past week, had a great defensive game. And they got after the quarterback against Akron when I went back and uh, looked at uh, some of that game. So I I think that this is a game, this is a winnable game for Morgan. Uh, Towson, they were picked to finish ninth uh, in their conference uh, out of 14 team league. And I think Morgan can go in there and get the W. Mo, I want to see what you think about in terms of this matchup but let me let you know this there are nine matchups between the MEAC and the CA this year they've already played three 
Guess what the record is thus far? I'll Just go a little tease. Two. I got you. They're undefeated. They're three and zero. Oh. The Miami has oh. won the first three matchups. Well, they yeah. actually have three matchups today in terms of that. It looks like um, they have a matchup where the very own Morgan State defeated Richmond. Yeah, the most recent one that a lot of folks focused on with uh, North Carolina Central defeating North Carolina A&T last weekend. So that's a big mm-hmm. one in terms of what's going on. But they continue to get it done. And then also last weekend, you have Norfolk State after losing Virginia State to open up stuff, scared everybody to death in a lot of ways. They came back and defeated Hampton. So they're 3-0 and in terms of the matchup. This week, they also have three more matchups. They have this one that I'm going to ask you to break down. But I want people to be aware, you have Richmond and Delaware State. That's a tough one. But you also had Howard and Hampton that we talked about on Tuesday. So you got three more. So by the end of this weekend, six of the nine games will be played in somebody. And if it's Demiak can take a commanding lead or it can start to even out. should be interesting to kind of keep your eyes on these Miak games, but also particularly these Miak versus uh, Coastal Athletic Association CAA matchups. With that being said, I broke it down for you. You got Morgan State. HBCU program is ranked three in our pro rankings that we released uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Townsend 0-2 as I said, 0-1 in the conference play. What do you say about this matchup, Mo? Well, the first thing I'll say is that for Morgan State, this is the perfect opportunity to basically just bounce back. Of course, everyone knows what happened last week against Akron. They had them on the ropes. They basically had that game in the bag, but critical mistakes down the stretch, you know, decided to go in the favor of Akron and handed uh, Morgan State an L at the end of it. So how do they bounce back? That is the big question. Do they kind of drag their feet into this game or do they just kind of just shake it off and then roll and just say like, all right, here's another prime opportunity for us to knock off a, you know, a critical, I mean, knock off a team in a critical FCS uh, matchup. And, you know, if you're Townsend, I mean, for Townsend, I'm looking at the schedule right now. You played Maryland week one. And I mean, clearly money game, you lost by 30 and then, and they played Monmouth, a pretty good team on the FCS rank and lost by 20, well, actually by 19. So um, Townsend's going to be really, they really, really are. So if I'm Morgan, I need to go ahead and just shake off what happened last week, jump out in front. And I always think about like what, um, you know, coaches used to tell us back in the day, the best way to get in front of, in front of a team or the three T's, touchdowns, takeaways, and turnovers. So if they are able to, to do that against Townsend this week and jump out early and steal that momentum away, I could see Morgan State picking up a W and making the MEAC look even better on their out-of-conference schedules. I like it. Three T's, takeaways, touchdowns. Yeah, that, that worked. You get that done. The thing about it is Morgan's defense um, is really playing well. You Believe they're going to continue to play well. Can they get some momentum from the offense? They get a little more momentum from the offense. Boy, you think people are talking about Morgan now? Wait until that happens. With that being said, we're going to transition. Now we have the HBCU SWAC Major Division Game of the Week. It is a conference game. It features Alabama and and Southern. So uh, we're going to let Mo have the first dibs on this. But let me break it down. This is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. A W Mumford Stadium with the lights, so they'll be showing out again. SWAC September the 16th at 6 o'clock. You have a top seven ranked 
Alabama A&M Bulldogs going on the road with a very tough team that is angry. Bulldogs come in at one and one and getting a win over Division II Lane this past weekend. Southern has played two SWAC opponents, but they do not count in the conference standings or race. They were non-conference games. So, again, this is their first matchup, but they come in 0-2. If I did my ranking index, they would be all the way down to 15 in terms of where I would have them amongst the 21 HBCU football programs. With that being said, Mo, what direction are you going in terms of Alabama A&M Bulldogs with Southern Jaguars? All right, so I'm slightly giving the edge to Alabama A&M in this one. And clearly, you know, this is definitely hard for me to kind of make some things happen when it comes to both of these teams because clearly they are both near and dear to my heart and also to my paycheck as well. Um, but one thing, but one that's, thing that's, I, that's smart. Yeah, but one thing I do notice, too, is that Alabama A&M has a lot of momentum riding from last week's game against Lane. It was only 14-7 to at the break, and then uh, they really made some things happen in the second half in and route to a 51 to 13 game right now the bulldogs are doing what coach manor wants them to do and that's basically play well on defense and have a balanced attack offensively with their passing game and with their running game i mean they had a backup running back who ran for almost 200 yards last weekend morrow and the starting running back eaglin was held out but he's back for this week so when you take that along with what the defense has been able to do thus far you know, things are looking on the up and up. Now, on the other side, for Southern, here's the thing. You guys know I'm a defensive – I played defensive back for Coach Pete Richardson back in the day. In two games, this revamped dog day defense has zero turnovers. Zero. Mm -hmm. And that is huge. So, because they have zero turnovers and the rushing attack has been basically unseen uh, for the Jaguars, they've got to do one of those two things right at least to – be within the game. And I think that if they're able to do that, then they will be able to find success against Alabama A&M. But in the meantime, I feel that A&M is doing things right. And it's now up to Southern to prove folks wrong and be like, okay, at the end of the day, this is still our opportunity to show people why we are picked to win the West and they can possibly do it on Saturday, but they've got to do a lot of good things, including getting turnovers on the defense and they've got to find a way to build up the rushing attack, which won't be easy because that defensive line that is anchored by Mitchell and Zerion Hayes. Yeah. That's going to be tough to run against on Saturday. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm going straight to you, Charles, to get your thoughts on this. I know uh, fascinating. Some people like to put coaches on a hot seat contracts. I look at all that. So I'm not sure that that's, realistic uh but it's certainly an important game east has had the west's number what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup uh well i think this is this is going to be a, a tough one a, a tough one to be even picked and to, to me it comes down to who has a consistent quarterback play uh, and I think Mo touched on it. Uh, Xavier Langford and Harold Blood, can they protect the football? Uh, what concerns me, uh, honestly, is Southern's offensive line. They, they got a bevy of backs back there, but but their uh, backfield has yet to crack 75 yards rushing. And you go against another salty defense this weekend. So uh, that it, it puts more onus mm -hmm. on the quarterbacks to make some plays. Uh, with that being said, I love Ale uh, Alabama A&M's backfield with Morrow and Donovan Eagle. Donovan Eagle is a load. Uh, to bring down and a Southern defense is still to me reeling from Jackson State running the way they did last week. Irv Mulligan uh, had uh, close to 100 yards against Southern last week, but it's very hard for me to see this Southern 
uh, team lose back-to-back games at home. I just don't quite see that happening. I, I'm going to go with Southern at home. It's going to be a close one. Uh, special teams is going to play a big one in this one. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how this all goes down. You had it perfectly. I'm looking at, uh, obviously, all the matchups, but um, Southern's defense versus Alabama A&M's offense. Both teams, are, uh, both sides are trying to improve. Which one can enforce their will on the other one? Which can get the play on the trenches that allow them to kind of move forward, which is both to you all's points that you illustrated perfectly. With that being said, we're going to go to our third break. We'll come back on the other side, get into some mid-major talk. We'll first do the marching sport, and then we'll get into some games of the week for the CIAA and SIEC. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. It's Charles and I. We're gonna break it down and give you some mid major action. We're gonna get into marching sport for the mid major. This year we decided to give the mid major. Those Division II NIA programs are spot of their own in terms of their top seven like we do in the other sports, including football. So let's start this week as we have a team dropping out on the mid-major side, but at loss of action, not only did it drop down, they dropped out. Uh, it was a tough one. They got into it. It was a loss. Savannah State, powerhouse of the South Marching Band, mm. they're 0-1 on the season after losing, getting on the road. Credit to them. They went and took it into action, so this gives them a chance to vote up. Uh, they were playing against uh, and marching against 
Bethune Cookman uh, in that matchup as they got it done. Receiving votes this week, Kentucky State Mighty Marching Thoroughbreds are 1-0, 97 points. Did not participate last week, but they're on the board. Winston-Salem State, Red Seal Sam, 1-1, 94 points as they are still looking to see if they can crack the top seven. Albany State, Golden Rams, Marching Show Band. Uh, these programs were in that top seven when we looked at the preseason in terms of the top ten rankings. But after week number one, things changed and fell out. Let's see what happens. As we already told you, Savannah State, the powerhouse of the stars, Marching Band, fell out. So we'll see who jumped in. Let's go into number seven to get things started. Central State, Invincible Marching. one one on the season thus far, they drop a spot in terms of being at number six. Bringing us into number six is the Miles Percher Marching Band. They fell nip and tuck close when they lost Alabama State. They got on the road. Yeah, they were there. They been the one and oh, just got it out. <laughs> Couldn't quite pull off the doubleheader. But look, are they taking that trip to Pablo to help the team? Who's in another matchup on the football side? They get a chance to get a little more motion in there. They like to travel down there, Miles. I'm interested to see if they'll get on the road and get that matchup. That should be interesting. We'll see. 106 points. They drop a slot for that loss. So they didn't fall that far. They were previously ranked five. So they're right in the business. The number five, you have Talladega marching tornadoes. They fall a spot, did not march last week. It's gonna be tough for them to be able to keep things going. You know, they don't yeah. have a football program. Right. So they only have marching shows, and there's only so many band marchings that you get to take place. So it's going to be tough. But they deserve to get in there and do the mix because they are a tough band. So we'll mm -hmm. see how long they can stay in the mix with that being taken place. Um, and you have the fact mid-majors, you don't always see a lot of band matchups, so it might allow them to stay in the mix. And number four, sneaking out of here is Clark Atlanta, Mighty Marching Panther Bands. Uh, they got it done, came on the stage, unveiled new uniforms in terms of the drum majors. You didn't get done against Fort Dolly State in terms of that matchup. Took them down, close matchup, but they got it done. Clark Atlanta 1-0, one first place vote in terms of how sharp they were. 116 points were not ranked. They jumped all the way up to number four and take away a vote. At number three, Virginia State Trojan explosion. 1-1 one one mm. on the season. They stay at number three, one first-place vote in terms of what they're able to do with 133 points. Looking good. We'll see what that means. Can they stay there? you got to get some action. As you see, Charles, not a lot of action in, at the uh, Division II level, Langston Marching Pride. This is another one that's a good band. Yeah. Are they going to get enough of it in terms of what they're going to do when you look at number two, Langston Marching Pride? They only have a couple of HBCU matchups, so it'll be interesting to see what they look like. Uh, 1-0 when you talk about links and marching band at number two. Two first place votes in terms of what they look like getting it done. They continue to move forward. And I should say one first place vote as they did lose one for not marching this weekend. Uh, 138 points, previous rank two, they stay there. Let's get to number one. Number one, there's no change on the mid-major side. Benedict marching Tiger band. Of distinction with just not a lot of bands marching, they were able to hold on, even though they just come in at one. Oh, they did lose a vote. They had four votes, so you see some things changing. They better find a way to get in the mix. 143 points, one first place 
thing, the thing that's nice about Benedict, football is playing well. So they get a chance. They're going to get cameras on them. They're going to get some big-time matchups. Mm-hmm. But they got to find a way to get on the road. You got a good football team you can go and support Yeah. Uh, in terms of bringing it and being the shine. So it's going to be fascinating to see will they do that and be able to stay at number one. Charles, I'm intrigued to see what you have to say about this top seven this week. One team dropping out, not a lot of rankings. But then the second part, I'll come back and ask you another follow-up question. Well, I like the correlation. When the football team is good, the band gets that that, that recognition as well. And that and that that, that goes hand-in-hand with the poll. And, and that being said, Miles, I think, is going to be one of those bands they're going to keep shooting up week to week to week to week. I need them to get on the road this weekend because I thought they got Alabama State this past weekend. I really did. I thought that was a, a good show. Uh, even when you take a look at the, uh, even uh, looking at them uh, going head to head with Alabama State in the stands, I, I thought they was, you know, Miles has a lot of swag in them. So I like, I like watching that band. I think that's one of those bands to keep an eye on. That's just all they're going to do is week in, week out matchups. They're going to take down band. What do you think about these mid major matchups in terms of traveling, getting on? Oftentimes they're not quite spread out. I know the SIC when you think about it, it may be when you look at the divisions, but within your division, yeah, yeah. 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 we say that with the swag. To be honest, in terms of that, that's a mm-hmm. chance to really load up on some matchups to support your team. I mm-hmm. love what you said when you talk about previously uh, in the SIC when you think about it from a divisional alignment. You have Benedict over there in the East. Uh, even though they do not do the division alignment for football this year. I want to make that clear. We understand that. But I'm just saying in terms of your scheduling, you do a lot of that. Uh, They will rotate where everybody will see everybody. So that's also a chance for the band to move around and see different uh, influences and recruit from that perspective getting on the road uh, when you talk about some of the bands in the West with Miles. Fascinating matchup. You talk about two private schools, private houses. Man, if that comes to be fold and Miles can continue to raise. I know Tuskegee says, wait about us. Crimson Piper sitting out there. Yeah. If you get those private institution draws in the matchup in the SIC championship, man matchup along with that, it'd be good. I know Fort Valley and Albany State not said not so fast. Fort Valley State, that is interesting. But with that being said, what are your thoughts in terms of getting on the road for the mid-major matchup, CIAA and SIC? Well, like you said, it's, it's a little bit more of a, a challenge at the Division II level, but it just puts uh, a lot of onus on the on the matchups that you have. Uh, you better uh, show up and show out uh, in the matchups that you do get. Uh, it's almost like Miag, you know, when it's when you, when you get those matchups against the conference foes, you better go. You better go hard. So you better make it happen. So uh, yeah, that's that's why I'm keeping an eye on Miles because I think they're just one of those. Uh, programs, not just with the football team, but the band. They, they continue to shoot up the polls. And you're talking about John Grant and this national battle of the bands. You see an article should be coming out that talks about the band and what they mean. Great article uh, that uh, showcased, for that matter, Texas Southern University, the band director there, among others, getting in there talking about the culture and importance. But now you have a national championship, and you're going to represent both areas, the mid-major and the major division. So not only are those matchups important in just uh, recruiting and galvanizing for the poll here in terms of what we do, but now you have a chance to travel, to participate in a Final Four 
of the HBCU Marching Sports Bands in Atlanta, the Friday before the Celebration Bowl. A lot of folks will be traveling in town, so a lot of people you can imagine will be there to watch those matchups. So you're right. Each of these matchups become even that more significant in terms of judgment. And you know, for me, when you get these matchups, I think the key for these band directors, number one, be creative because with social media, with YouTube, everybody gets an opportunity to see everybody week in, week out. So as as creative as you can be from, from week to week, it goes a long way. And again, be that 12th man for your football team. When you engage the fan base, it means everything. And sometimes, you know what that means? It means playing tunes that the majority of people know and, and, and understand and, and have heard before because it's instant fan engagement. You and I saw it, me ask like challenge. Jackson State plays what's love got to do. They got the whole, they got the whole stand singing with them. So it's fan engagement. I'm I'm big on it. Yeah, gotta have it. So well said. With that, we'll take our last break. We'll come back on the side. We'll talk about the mid-major matchups. We'll go inside the CIAA, SIAC, some good games on tap. We'll see what Charles has to say about that. Stickers will be right back after this last break. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turn my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, who So listen to Professor Yes Sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, but I have none other than Charles. We're gonna get into the mid-major matchups. Let's start with the CIAA game. We got a newbie, mm. Charlotte, North Carolina, Irwin Belt Complex, CIAA Saturday, September the 16th at 5 p.m. Uh, that is home of the Golden Bulls. Obviously, Johnson C. Smith, they're not new newbies, but Bluefield State Big Blue come back to the CIAA for their inaugural uh, year, the second time, if you would. If we were looking at in terms of the total strength, rankings of these programs they'd be outside the top seven respectively they'd be 13 and 15 so we have bluefield state big blue one and one on the season they opened things off got it right but didn't do too well last weekend john c smith golden bulls got a win they're one and one on the season but this is conference place to start things off 
Uh, obviously, Johnson C. Smith out of the South. Uh, Bluefield State out of the vaunted North, you would think, in terms of CIAA. So it's not just important to get a conference win, but if they want to stay in the race early, they got to take advantage of what they might be able to do against uh, the Southern Division of the CIAA. With all that said, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of the matchup between the Bluefield State Big Blue and Johnson C. Smith Golden Bulls? I hope Johnson C. Smith rock the DBs or bring the DBs to this game because I think Bluefield is going to go up early and often. I mean, you take a look at it even this past week, uh, Bluefield State's quarterback, and forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong, but Jack Q. Hart, uh, 47 attempts, had two touchdowns, 19 of 47 uh, in terms of uh, touchdowns. But you see, they throw the ball quite a bit. Uh, but I like Johnson C. Smith at home, and I think Johnson C. Smith will get the W over Bluefield State. Can't let a newbie come in and and, and house your crowd. We always used to say that with step shows. Can't, can't let them house your crowd. So I'm looking for Johnson C. Smith to get the W. Good points. I do want to give a shout-out, a little courtesy here. Uh, notice outside of this matchup with Louis State, uh, when you talk about the touchdown club, football player of the week on a row, Yuval Paul Jr. out of Bowie State is the D.C. Touchdown Club Washington Metro College Football Player of the Week honor goes to Paul uh, Jr. And that is Yuval Paul Jr. With that being said, let's transition over and get into the SIC Mid-Major Division Game of the Week. I thought this was intriguing. Um, And I know this is not a conference game, but uh, work with me on this. This is a top five mid-major matchup when you talk about the Miles Golden Bears. They just got a huge victory of Alabama State. Everybody has talked about they go on the road. So this is back-to-back weeks, uh, and they have a chance to make a huge statement. Pine Bluff has a chance to make a statement of their own coming out of the squat. We talked about those matchups. Right now you have the SIC with two wins against uh, SWAC teams you have. CIAA having two wins against MEAC teams when you talk about that overall. Got a couple of Division II games this weekend, actually several, three games to be specific, uh, but this is a key. Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Simmons Bank, Theo, SIAC against the SWAC, Saturday, September the 16th at 4 p.m. Again, mid-major ranked number five, Miles Golden Bears, 2-0 season. At Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions, 0-2 on the season. Played pretty well, but they played the FBS program uh, a couple of weeks ago. Played a tight one where they came back close and had a chance to tie the game with the field goal that was blocked. So that score for folks that didn't watch that, they see that a little more lopsided than it really was in terms mm-hmm. of at least the final score where they won. And that is Tennessee State Tigers, 1 by 10. We talked about their matchup far as well. As an independent matchup this past Tuesday. Uh, but if we look at my overall ranking indicator at the major division level, Pine Bluff would be coming in at 18 of the 21 HBC programs, while Miles, mid major program, is number five. Take away, Charles. I've done everything on my side. What do you think about this matchup? Man, I'm sitting here looking. This is going to be a good one because I'm trying to figure out can Lightning strike twice? With regards to an SIAC team knocking off a SWAC team, that's a good win. Miles had against Alabama State uh, last week. 
rivalry game. So I, I take that into, you know, or at least I think Miles playing with a little bit of a, a, a bigger chip on their shoulder coming into that game uh, versus Alabama State. Uh, will they have that same chip going on the road to UAPB? Uh, probably so. Uh, when you take a look at uh, SIC versus swag matchup, you always want to show that, you know, the, the swag isn't as big and bad and brash as they say they are. So I think they'll go in there with a sizable chip, but they've got to be able to slow down uh, what I think is sort of a reinvigorated UAPB football team. I love Coach Hampton and love the energy that he brings to this football team. Home opener, I think they get the win in their home opener against Miles. Miles has to be able to stop Jonas Davis. Huge week last week, 24 carries, 167 yards against what I thought was a really stout uh, Tennessee State defense. But I like UAPB in this one. Let me tease this out there with this one. Obviously, this past weekend wins on HBCU Nightly. Uh, people were shouting out the week before last. They were talking about the MEAC sending out the invitations. The Bowie State in terms of their victory. And Virginia State, they were just opening it up. And I was like, hey, well, you know, you might bring in Central State, Kentucky, come and get some teams out of the SIAC. Uh, but uh, shout out to Bill Russell. He's saying that this is his chance for Miles to get their invitation as expansion member of the SWAT. He says they're going to do what they need to do and make a statement to see if they can uh, swindle themselves the invitation in the SWAT full time. With that being said, that'll do it for us today. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Uh, make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Kabil, the Dean of HBCU Sports, come from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Kabil's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. We look forward to Sunday, Sunday morning, when we give you the latest, the breakdown of what took place on Saturday. Charles will tell you who's on the ledge, who's not. He'll tell you who can walk, walk off, <laughs> who can't. Uh, and we'll get the team and others to tell you as well. With that being said, follow me at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Uh, that's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Formerly Twitter is currently X, Facebook and YouTube on Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big, continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Roy? Lecture. Dismiss.